Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I am just going to dive right into this episode. So this week, we will be talking about the way introverts positively contribute to their work environment and also what prevents them from reaching higher positions in the workplace. Um... So to start, some stereotypical thoughts about introverts that we've kind of previously covered but not specifically talked about regarding um, work environments and introverts as employees. Um, So one of those things is introverts like to work alone. And that kind of just has a lot to do with um, how they think and process things and also... um, how their energy works you know it it's really draining to be around people for long periods of times and working in groups often drains that energy and so working alone allows you to completely think on your own and do things exactly the way you imagine it and also remain energized um so while this may be true that introverts like to work alone Uh, It is also true that introverts know when they need help, and that may be mentally, like bringing in some extra brains, um, or physically also. Uh, Maybe they don't have the strength or something to build whatever they need to build or whatever it is. Um, Introverts often are very aware of not necessarily their flaws, but their shortcomings and the things that they're not strong in or that they don't exceed in well. And so they know when they need help and they know when to bring in that help so that they can succeed um, to the best of their ability and to the best of the company or um, the department's ability, whatever it is. Um, Another stereotype is that introverts don't build connections with coworkers at all or well. And this is not true. And I know this because I am an introvert and I have worked in multiple places and I've made friends everywhere I've worked so far. And introverts, they make connections and they build friendships with coworkers. But as I've talked about previously with relationships, introverts take more time to build these relationships. Um, and again, that depends on the introvert. It could be a couple weeks, it could be a couple months, it could be a year, it could be a couple years, I don't know. It depends on the introvert. But it often takes a lot longer to build those relationships compared to extroverts. However, those relationships are going to be deeper and more meaningful. Uh, so some examples I have is I worked at a restaurant, uh, for a couple years 
during college and I made some amazing friends and I was so glad to meet them and for the first time since like friends from elementary school and high school I like went out and hung out with them and I know that's like what are you talking about don't you just like hang out with all the people you meet no I don't I, I don't. <laughs> it had been like the first time I hung out with people outside of school and that was kind of new for me and uh, but it just like showed me that I'm capable of building those relationships even though society tells me as an introvert I don't do that. Um, so yeah and that took me a while. I didn't talk much at that job for I would say almost the first year that I worked there uh, and then after that, I started making friends, and I really enjoyed it. Working became so much more fun for me, and also just having uh, friends and people I could talk to was really nice. But because it took me longer, and because I'm an introvert, those relationships were deeper and more meaningful to me. I was able to talk to them about, like like real things that are kind of heavy and like they understood and you know a lot of them were going through similar things and we were able to just talk about it and it was really great and such a great experience so introverts can make connections and friendships and relationships with co-workers it's just going to take more time and you have to give them that space to build those relationships and another stereotype is that introverts can't communicate or they don't speak in public well and again this is not true i mentioned this before that introverts communicate really well and often this is through writing um when speaking trying to get your thoughts from your head out through your mouth is a little more difficult uh, just because of the way introverts think um, but written communication is, uh, um, usually really good with introverts. And that doesn't mean that introverts can't communicate their spoken language. They do, and they can still do it well, um, even on the spot, uh, when they, when they know it's needed. Uh, and usually, even though it may seem like it's on the spot, the introvert has anticipated this conversation, has thought about all possibilities of the way the conversation can go and how they would respond. So it's not necessarily on the spot for the introvert, but in the perspective of the conversation happening for the first time it is, and so they can still usually communicate fairly well. Um, and this is completely false with public speaking. Um, this is because public speaking Usually you have a speech that is planned out, it's written, it's practiced, and for an introvert, this means that it has been thought out for a long period of time on how exactly they're going to say, what they're going to say, how it's going to be delivered, and everything. Like, it's been planned out to the word, specifically and 
they know how they're going to deliver it. And an example I have with this is high school. I had to do a junior and a senior speech. And I hate speeches. But I've had to do multiple speeches, actually. But I'm going to specifically talk about these. I hate speeches. (laughs) And um, for me, that's just... If I could take a test or write a paper instead of give a speech, I would do it. That's just me. I know there's a lot of people out there who like speaking in public, so good for you. Use that. That is a gift. That is a beautiful gift, and please use that. Um, But yeah, I had junior and senior speeches, and I... I knew exactly what I was going to say. I wrote it down to the word of exactly what I was going to say. And I did not deviate from my script at all. Um, We could only bring an outline up when we were giving the speech. So I practiced, I kid you not, hundreds of times to make sure I knew exactly what I was going to say for my speech so that I would not like stray from that script. (laughs) So public speaking for introverts is pretty well um, overall, but you know, obviously get nervous or stressed out or something if it's something really big and that can cause complications. But usually since it's so planned out, there's not that much of nervousness involved. Uh, For me, I'm also slightly shy, so getting up in front and talking in front of people in general is kind of just like not my thing so I always get nervous but for an introvert who's not shy if it's well practiced I would assume they don't have that like really nervous stressed out feeling but I don't know um let me know if you are one of those introverts um so yeah so those are kind of just some very general big stereotypes that a lot of people think about introverts as um, employees or people in a workplace. Um, So I kind of want to talk about introverts as leaders because there have been multiple studies on introverts in leadership roles and how that affects um, the team that they lead and the company in general. And so so, uh, some of the commonalities that they found through these studies is that while extroverted leaders are often kind of dominant, uh, conversation drivers, uh, and less receptive to new ideas, introverted leaders actually listen and internalize new ideas. And this has been found to allow for greater improvement to team performance, which they didn't find with extroverted leaders. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, Not surprising, interesting. It's not surprising to me that when a leader, a boss or a supervisor listens to the ideas of their employees that they look over and implements them, that you're going to have better performance as a team because you're involving the entire team in decisions you're making. 
and obviously everyone a part of the team wants to feel like they're being heard so it's not surprising but it's interesting because you you would think that you would want these people in leadership roles so that you would have really good team performance but as i will get to in a little bit you actually don't see this uh, you see that there are more extroverted uh, people in leadership roles and that extroversion is kind of praised and seen as um, the expectation for a leader um, or what makes a great leader. Uh, another thing is that introverts in leadership roles build deep relationships and this is what I mentioned before is that they're going to take more time but they're are going to use that time to build deeper relationships that are more meaningful so they're able to better connect with the people they um, supervise and again make the team performance better uh, so that is a really good thing and another thing is that introverted leaders tend to be more open to learning how to be adaptable and this is more than extroverted leaders and this is only because an introvert in a leadership position knows the belief that society holds of what a leader should look like that being someone who is talkative, someone who is going to drive conversations, someone who's going to be loud, someone's going to be kind of dominant, right? And so introverts will look at this as a challenge and be like, I can do that. And they will push themselves to be adaptable and be more extroverted in the workplace in a way that values and benefits the team so those are some of the things that um kind of works well for leaders who are introverted but where does the workplace fail introverts in this so as i just mentioned if there are many great attributes to introverted leaders why are the majority of leaders extroverted? And um, I don't know if this is something people think about often, but with everything that's been going on in the U.S. in general with um, Black Lives Matter and promoting diversity, um, feminism, you know, promoting more women in uh, higher positions, uh, the LGBTQ plus community, and um, encouraging and promoting them into the workplace as well. Um, I feel like diversity is looked at specifically only as physical traits, when that's not true. Diversity is also in the way people have different personalities. And 
I feel like you don't see that level of diversity or any focus placed on making diversity in that area, uh, especially with people in leadership roles because there's so many who are extroverted and you don't see the push of trying to get introverts into those positions as much, even though we need that diversity. And I'm not saying this just from an introverted, extroverted standpoint. I'm saying this from all different standpoints. There's so many different um, personalities and ways that people think and um, do things that can benefit a, a company or a team that is just not really focused on at all. And I think it should be because it is a part of diversity and um, kind of is essential to um, making every employee feel like they belong in the workplace. And I say this because especially now, there's a huge over-reliance on collaboration. And in a book called Quiet by Susan Cain, this is referred to as groupthink. And I really want to go back and read this book because it's such a good book. Uh, but yeah, so groupthink is this process of uh, decision-making as a group that kind of leads to the discouragement of independent thinking and creativity. Um, and as you could imagine, this is not good. Uh, so when you kind of like put a heavy emphasis on bringing people together as a group all the time and coming up with ideas and um, new ways of doing things and stuff like that, as a group rather than individually you're kind of eliminating and discouraging people from thinking independently and coming up with their own ideas also this is going to lead to conformity um people want to feel like they belong and if that means going along with what a majority of the group is saying even though they may not agree with it or they may not think it's going to work well um, uh, people will still do it because they want to conform and they want to, you want to feel like you belong. And so when you have this heavy, heavy em emphasis on always thinking together as a group, you remove a lot of possibilities and potential that your team and your company could have. So why think independently? Uh, introverts are really good at this, right? They're really good at thinking independently. And um, as I just mentioned, it will continue to encourage this independent thinking and creativity and bring in new ideas. It also lead to more efficiency when you come together as a group because when you think independently and you come up with your own ideas you kind of organize things and you come together as a group that stuff is already thought up organized and can be presented to the group and now you have 
multiple ideas that may not have ever been presented um, or a different way of doing something and it just leads to more efficiency because you're actually not in the group spending time thinking you've already done the thinking and now you're coming together to find what could be most effective most efficient um for the team right um another way that the workplace fails introverts is this assurance and kind of reassurance culture that happens um so there's like this constant need for everyone to be involved in your work that includes your boss your supervisors your um, co-workers uh, even people uh, who you look over like um, you know everyone wanting to check in with you um, and all this kind of stuff and while this is good it can also be kind of draining and inefficient and sometimes you kind of just need space to get things done and when you're constantly having meetings with your boss or your coworkers about what you're working on are you really ever working on anything no at least it doesn't feel like that right <laughs> um so an example i have of this is the job i'm currently working at and um so i i work on kind of like behavior therapy with autistic kids and um my supervisors and people above me often will uh, kind of observe a session with me and a client and while this is great because i love getting feedback i love how uh, i love knowing and learning how i can do better and better serve the client i feel like they happen too often i feel like i'm having this happen like once or twice a day and they're an hour long and a session with a client is like two and a half three hours so i never really feel like i can get what i need to get done and another thing with this is often the people observing are people who don't directly work with those clients and while that's okay because you get outside um, views and thinking and new ways of doing things you also have someone telling you how to do something who has not directly worked with the client at all or in a while and so they don't know how the client operates on a day-to-day -day basis and it's just really hard to kind of have that collaboration because they're your, your superior and you know you're supposed to listen to them but also at the same time they don't have the level of knowledge you have about the client and i don't have the level of knowledge they have about um the work that i do and so it's kind of hard on that standpoint and sometimes i feel like i just need kind of the space to work with the client individually and get things done that I need to get done um, and feel like I've had a successful day. Um, so yeah. And 
Another thing is that there is this constant expectation to be social. And when I say constant, I say constant. I mean, the moment I show up to work, I feel like I'm supposed to be energetic and talkative and start a conversation whenever one dies down and it's like supposed to be just talk, 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 talk. And then even on break, I feel like (laughs) I'm supposed to sit in the staff lounge and eat my lunch and have conversation after conversation in the staff lounge. And it's not bad. I enjoy talking to them and having the conversation. It's just very draining. And for me, I like to just sit back and listen. And I know that maybe they think that's weird. But for me, it's how I maintain my energy throughout the day. Otherwise, I would be completely exhausted at the end of the day and not like even be able to drive home. I'd be like that tired. Um, so yeah, socializing is good in moderation and I think it promotes a healthy work environment when everyone feels like they can talk to each other. But again, in moderation because too much can become too draining and I just like don't have any energy in me anymore. So yeah, that's kind of what I have to say about that. Um, just kind of on an ending note, I already talked about this, but I think it's so important to kind of build every aspect of diversity, the physical um, characteristics and attributes people have, so whether that's race, gender, whatever. I think that diversity is so, so important. I also think different personality types are so, so important to have diversity in in um, the workplace at every level so higher levels medium levels low levels whatever you want to call them uh, there should always be that diversity in every aspect so that everyone feels like they can belong and I say this because as a biracial woman I have grown up going to school where I never had a teacher that looked like me and while you may think okay why is that important it really is because it's it's hard to feel like you can relate to them and they can relate to you and so sometimes learning becomes um almost like unnecessary, not unnecessary, but irrelevant because you don't know if you're learning for a different population of people or if you're learning for you or if you're learning for everyone or you don't know and it just becomes really hard and having that in a workplace where you can look at someone who looks like you but then also you can talk to someone who thinks like you is very, very important to know that you're not the only one that you feel like you belong and so yeah and then also just being mindful of all types of personalities because everyone is valuable everyone has their own strengths and everyone has their own weaknesses and 
no matter who that person is, you can always learn something from them. And I think that is so, so important. Um, I know I've talked to people and sometimes people are like, oh, why do you care to talk to them? They're not nearly as smart as you or they don't know as much as you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're telling me that every experience I've had is greater than theirs? No. You can learn something from everyone. And that is so, so important to know. And that's why it's so important to have the diversity. So you don't have um, like-minded people. And then you kind of get stuck in this plateau of no growth. That's why diversity is important. So that people can grow and learn. And so that people and companies and society can improve. So, yeah, diversity. I will always and forever promote diversity. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so... Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new, please share with a friend. And as always, have a good weekend. And I look forward to seeing you again next week on the Heart of Perfectionist podcast. Wow. Mm-hmm.